Hey friend, it's Dawn and I am so happy that you're here because this episode is a special episode from my business breakfast and bedhead lives that I do over on Instagram. So the audio might sound a little bit muffled, but I promise you the quality of the conversation is there. I'm so excited to have these on the podcast where you can hear my guests from Instagram or just my rants and rambles and where we can connect. And I want you to know that you're invited to come to these lives over on IG. So if we're not already connected over there, you can find me at Don Bradley, D-A-W-N-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. I'd love to have you live on the calls with me so that we can chat and connect. But the next best place is here. So I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we get to hang out and I'm so glad that we get to connect and bond and grow together. So buckle up friend and let's dive in. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. If you are scared of losing clients with your next price increase, this is the conversation for you. Welcome and good morning to Business Breakfast in Bedhead. I'm just waking up. It's a little bit dark in my room and I'm so excited to have this conversation because this is a really important one for us to have. So many people are avoiding or delaying their price increase because they're scared of losing clients and I don't want that to be you. Good morning and welcome. Go ahead and put your name and where you're tuning in from in the chat so that I can say good morning. It's doing this pause due to poor connection thing, which my phone was doing for a while there. I turned my light on here and good morning. My eyes aren't even really working this morning. And hopefully if I go live with someone, the pause due to poor connection tends to go away. So if it keeps doing it, maybe someone can pop live with me and we can have this conversation live. We've got Nadine from South Africa. Hi, Lewis. And this is so freaking annoying. Can somebody go live with me really quick? So that pause due to poor connection will go away. I don't know if it's my phone thing. I need to reset my router. But the one thing, here we go. Colin. Hi, Terry. Toronto. Hey, Ash. I love it. It's my, oh, here we go. I thought I accepted. Oh, there we go. Yay. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, what's happening here? I gave you Oh, yeah. Filter thing. That was like me last night. I was like, wait a minute. I just got done boxing. So, like, I'm all sweaty and gross. Man, you get up early. You're like, it's only 7 a.m. for you. I get up at 4. What? What time do you go to bed at? 10. I know I have issues. I love it though. My mornings are my most sacred time. Um, that's it's when my true. brain is the clearest. Like, it's my yeah. absolute favorite time. That's amazing. Do you nap? The light, do I nap? Some if I have the time to. Yeah. The light yeah. is just absolutely glowing on you. You look like stunning right now. That's because I have one of these. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the sun. I was like, I'm like trying to get in front of the window here. Yeah, because I haven't opened my blinds yet. Um, okay, so I came up with, this is in my opinion, the top three reasons why you lose clients during a price increase. Okay. Now, there's a lot of, like, it's so much, oh, why did it just, that's weird. Did, she, did we just lose there, guys? Did I lose everybody? Can you guys hear me? Let me know in the comments if you can hear me right now, because this is so weird. This is really frustrating. Okay, people are still doing. Now, I want to, I always want to create really a good consumer atmosphere because there's a lot of marketing out there. There's a lot of really good marketing. Marketing isn't bad. A lot of us get scared of marketing our businesses. Okay. Thanks, Kimberly. A lot of us get scared of marketing our business because we're scared of being slimy and sleazy. 
because we've also had bad experiences with marketing, there's also not integ not marketing that's not does not have integrity. And so I want to create really healthy or you're back in. I want to help create really conscious consumers in my students and in my audience. And so there is a lot of the three steps to the three secrets to which is good, but I want to remind you guys that it's just marketing and it's not the only way. And me and Araz and why am I blanking on Alyssa last night, we're talking about there's no one right way to do things. So this morning I'm going to share with you guys what came into my head of the three reasons why people, why you lose clients when you're raising your prices. But this doesn't mean that this is the only way. And I want you guys to be really smart when you're consuming content or when you're consuming education, that it can be the right way for you and that's good, but it's not the one way and the only way. And I grew up like fairly religious. And I remember thinking anytime I learned something that resounded with me, I was like, this is the only way for everyone. And it's not, it's not. I always say anytime I share anything, I'm like, take what works, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. I, I I remember the exact moment in a technique class where I used to go, this is so stupid. I can never do these haircuts in the salon. And then I went, oh, but I always take a little bit of what I learn in this weird ass haircut and apply it. And I'm like, I think that's the point. It's almost, <laughs> almost like that's the point. You take what resonates and works with you and for you, for your business, for your life, like in any aspect, anytime any information is presented to you, it doesn't, it's not black or white. This is what we talked about on the first time we went live. There's gray. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be like this rigid, this is the only way. It's, yeah. life is incredibly nuanced. And so. so, absolutely. Yeah, in everything in life. And it's been like, I was like 35 when I learned this for the first time and realized I didn't have to be so like set in stone, black and white thinking. And I was like, what freedom. And so I want to empower you guys that are here with us right now. If you're not already free from those shackles, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Do you, did you grow up in? No, you didn't. <laughs> Anyone who grew up evangelical Christian would know that. Yeah, no, that was not me. Um, uh -uh. But Mary, I just want, I, I'm, I know that my students are smart and I know my audience is smart. And so I just want to remind you guys of that because you probably already know that. Okay. So the three reasons I believe, and I would love to hear if I miss anything or anyone else comes up with an idea. And I wrote it down because I was like literally laying in bed with my eyes closed and being like, remember this? And I was like, go write it down, Don. Yeah. Also, before I share these, I know Araz is on the same wavelength as me as I want you guys to commit to this being a safe space and a judgment-free zone today. There's 35 of you beautiful people tuning in live with us right now. And I would love each and every one of you to put a one in the chat if you can commit to this being a safe space and a judgment-free zone. So just put a one in the chat. If you, and that putting that one shows everyone else in this room that you are committed to being a safe person and a judgment-free zone. Now, I know we're human and human nature is to judge and we slip up and we stumble and we trip and we fall. I'm still can be a judgy bitch at times. And when I catch myself, I'm really embarrassed, Real quick but it's all about creating uh, awareness around it. I love this. I love it. And so by putting that one, I want you guys to know that you're committing to your inner critic, that you're going to put that judgy bitch away. She is not welcome here right now she can come back later when you're watching trash reality tv uh but when we're opening up heart space and having these kinds of honest conversations that bitch is not yeah. welcome here she ain't welcome here so hi Haley. i love this okay so many ones so the three reasons and raz i want to ask and i want you to give me your feedback on this so one is 
they misunderstand your communication about your price increase. They, it feels abrupt. It feels like a shock to the system and it puts them on the defense and they're just, I'm out. Two, they don't understand the perceived value of the service. So once again, that's in, in the communication. They're like, huh, why? And then three, they don't prioritize spending their money that way. Meaning the Louis Vuitton bag, Louis Vuitton, uh, the, the red bottom Louis Vuitton. That's Louis what Vuitton. that one is, right? Louis Vuitton. Yeah, Louis Vuitton. Okay, see, I'm like not that girl. <laughs> and that's okay. And the sandals resort person sitting in your chair saying this is too expensive. It's because they don't prioritize. It's not that they don't have the money. That's just the thing. It's never about having the money. It's about how people choose to spend their money. And at a, with a price increase, some people might be like, I'm not willing to spend that. And that's okay. And it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So losing that, that's the top three things that came to mind when I thought, why do you lose a client during a price increase is it feels the communication about it or the finding out about it feels abrupt and harsh. If you don't communicate it, which once again, I don't think there's no rule book. You do not have to tell people about a price increase ahead of time. But for me, anxious, awkward, ADHD person, that's going to cause me so much stress. It's going to increase the likelihood of me doing an emotional discount that I want to communicate it ahead of time so that I, the platinum giraffe, I just blanked on Sarai's name for a second. I was like, you on A's this morning. It's early. I can remember Alyssa's name. But if you're going, if the likelihood of an emotional discount or not actually following through goes up because you're not communicating in advance, then communicating in advance might be the right thing for you. And that's what I say. I like really believe in communicating it ahead of time, compassionately, but confidently. Yeah. So I think if I look back at my 20 years, I avoided price increases as much as I possibly could because I, I think, and for me, what it came down to, I didn't have the value and self-worth in myself to raise my prices to the, to what I wanted. So I had to do some inner work of just, no, I deserve this. I'm worthy of this. I work my ass off and I should be paid for what I'm doing. But then it also came down to, because I didn't feel worthy of it, when I went to go communicate it, I spiraled. And I over, because I talk a lot. And so I over communicated it. And then they were just very confused because I was like, oh, inflation, da, 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 and all of this shit, instead of getting very clear. Oh, good morning, gorgeous. I want those sunglasses. She's so cute. Are they cool? They're, They're so too cool. savage. And he sends them with cologne smell. They're the best. You gotta DM me them because I have a pair of flat top ones, but they're so scratched. Those are, yeah, DM them to me too. But yeah, so I think for me, what happened is when I wasn't confident and I didn't understand that I deserved that, when I went to go communicate it, it was very unclear. Uh -huh. Very like all over the place and oh my god can we get four people on here here i come yeah i was trying to invite you and i didn't know how to do it i was like add as a moderator and i was like how do we it's a party this morning yeah request to join sarai i want you here now right now yes so i think that's what it was for me dawn it is because i wasn't believing that i was worthy of the prices that i wanted to charge i when i communicated it it was messy and it was like unclear and so when i was unclear my clients picked up on that energy and i did lose some people because of that i love that i'm just putting so i have a free price increase template oh hey wait did we, did we kick Alyssa off uh, i think she froze how does this I, 
I think you can have four people on here. Though. I think she just, it said that she couldn't join. Like, it was like a little, I think it's because she's driving. Let me in. Alyssa, I think I kicked you off. It was before I said, accepted your offer, that it said she went off. Requested. That's like a good still, though. Dang, if I get frozen. <laughs> right, what's, I was just sharing, I don't know if you're here for the three reasons yeah. why I think people, we lose clients. It's they don't understand the communication around the price increase. They don't understand the value or they don't prioritize their money that way. What are your thoughts on those? I think it comes down to the experience you're providing. And I think it has a lot to do with how clients value that experience. We all value things completely different. Like for me, I love yeah. my fucking Gucci backpack, right? I love my fucking Gucci shoes, but everybody doesn't see the value in that. Mm -hmm. And so guys, I'm sorry. I'm at my mother-in-law's house. I was like, is that a real phone? She has a landline. Okay. Landline. It's an actual landline and the stick rings all day. It is. Look at this. Their house is like, Oh my God. 78. That's so um, cool. Yeah. So when you are, I think we get in our own heads and I, I heard a Roz say, I didn't have the value. I didn't have the self-worth to feel like I could raise my prices. And I think that's what a lot of it comes down to is we are, the carpet is a vibe. We're so afraid of what our clients, we're spending our clients money Ooh. and we're, we're dictating their checkbook yeah. and because we don't have the confidence we don't value ourselves we then think oh i can't raise my prices because sally can't afford it hey four of us oh my oh god my this god, is the best thing ever i just go back to you this is the best morning ever it, it is, is. I i'm think... like almost not driving so i'm like let me back <laughs> the full drop-off circle it's just from h welcome baby Hi, Alyssa. Hi, friends. I have a question for all three of you. What is something that other people spend money on that you don't value spending money on? So I'll start. Me is cars. I drive a 2008 Volkswagen Golf. <laughs> I love my home. My home is what I spend my money on, but my car, but I would not go into the dealership and tell all the brand new cars or the Ferrari dealership, like you're too expensive. I just wouldn't, I just choose not to spend my money on a car. So what's something that you don't value that other people do? Nails. Ooh. Oh, nails. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I do all that. I, there's not much guys. I, <laughs> I always <laughs> not door down. <laughs> I'm being honest. I always joke. I love making money and I love spending money. It took a long time for me to shift my paradigm around money and view it as a currency. So if I like, there's really not much. I love my house. I love my car. I love shopping. I love nails. I love designer. I love like all of it. There's really nothing that I can think of. Maybe. No, I value the currency or the exchange and the flow of making and spending money. So there's very few things like I don't judge people. Oh, I wouldn't do that. No, but I will. <laughs> I, will. See, and I, I like, I would buy a new car, but I'd rather spend my money on something else. So is there anything that, and, and, that? I live in that and space. I want my money. You guys don't understand. There was a time in my life where I couldn't afford to buy a $30 bra from Target. I was so fucking broke. Mm -hmm. And so when I shifted my money consciousness, 
it's an abundance so i can if i really want it i can get that new car and i can and i will I can, but there's nothing that, that you're like i don't want to well, if i don't not want to i won't but the, yeah. it, if i don't so what's something you don't want to spend money uh, on workout clothes i don't give a fuck go. if it's from target if it's from amazon i don't oh, need to spend i don't need to spend 200 on a pair of leggings i got 15.99 leggings from fucking china and i have 26 yes, pair of them yes. for one pair of lulu right <laughs> okay. i'm 110% workout gear me too i love them <laughs> i won't do it Sarai, I'm with you. I buy the five pack on Amazon for 25 bucks. And yes. then two months later, I just replace it because. But again, I, but I think that this is though, it's like a little windbreaker and it's cropped. It's I can get that from Team U for $7.99, girl. Okay. okay. I only okay. have the leggings. I don't have any other gear. So, okay. I love that we found this because it's not about having the money to spend. It's about, you guys are like, why the hell would we spend a hundred dollars on a pair of leggings? And I was like, because they're amazing mm -hmm. and it's yeah, like $150 on my nails every three weeks yeah mm -hmm. and lemons, i love that you did lulu because that's like my top pinned post is lululemon doesn't apologize about their prices why do you mm -hmm. and the you guys going yeah i don't find i can't I, you have the money but you don't want to spend it on it where i'm like i have the money and i want to spend it on it but the value of lulu doesn't change no. depending on what our choice of spending is and so that's we insert like a hairstylist i'm me i love that it's like this and Alyssa are like team lulu and then you guys are like team china and <laughs> And Lululemon's not sitting there crying, trying to convince Araz and Sarai to buy them. They're like, no, we know who's for us. Yeah. And that's okay. And so when your client doesn't prioritize spending $350 on a balayage, but will spend $3,000 on a backpack, it has nothing to do with your skill set as an artist or what you provide. That's just what's important to them. I don't care about Lululemon. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not a matter of having the money. And so we need to stop being like, I can't believe my client who's going on this vacation said I'm too expensive. They just don't know how to communicate that it's not about it being expensive. It's that they don't choose to spend their money that way. Yeah, it's not valuable you know, enough. And one of, one of the things that I have remembered recently is for yoga teacher training, we had to read the book, The Four Agreements. Have you guys read it? Mm -hmm. One of the best statements I've ever taken with me, don't take anything personal. Mm -hmm. And I used to take shit so personal. If I'd raise my prices or I'd have to get rid of a client or whatever, like the kickback, I would be like, oh my God, it's me. It's me. I'm the problem. I'm the garbage dumpster. I'm the whatever, insert whatever bullshit I would tell myself when truly it has nothing to do with me. And even if it does, it's not my fucking issue. No. It's their issue. So by their inability not... to communicate clearly has nothing to do with you. Correct. Can we and just so, say that's a fact in life? Yeah, a hundred, <laughs> a hundred, yeah. Just put that yeah. out there. The do not take it personally covers so many aspects of our life. But especially if we're talking about pricing, because for some reasons, for us hairstylists, it's such an emotional thing. We have such an emotional tie to it. When you start taking the emotion out and realizing we are running a business and that price increases have nothing to do with, oh, I don't like this person, I'm gonna raise their prices, or 
whatever it may be, when we start to take the emotion out of it, that's when the magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that fear that we have of losing the clients. And that comes back to mindset again, where you're operating from scarcity mindset instead of abundant mindset. Like when I worked on my money consciousness, it absolutely bled into everything else in my life. Yeah. If you have that fear of, oh my God, if I raise my prices, I'm going to lose clients and you end it there. You you're focus kind of on like, it. Yes, but my therapist always tells me, play out the scenario the whole way. If you're going to start hypothesizing and like catastrophizing, <laughs> play it out the whole way. So yes, I'm going to lose clients, but then what does that open up space for? Can I work on my social media? Can I work on my business? How do I attract new clients? Like we catastrophize and end it with, I used to end it with the worst case scenario. No, play it out all the way. Well, so you lose clients. You need the space. What if exactly. you're eight weeks booked out crying all the time because your feet hurt and you need a price increase and then you're happy because now you can take your ideal client or cook dinner. There's yeah. no <laughs> I have such a good example of this is one of my clients, Lauren, back, this is like in 2019, doubled her prices, stopped double booking, changed her experience. And then she's, oh my God, Don, I have space in my schedule. I'm freaking the F out. And I was like, Lauren, how much money are you making? And she went and checked her numbers and she's, I'm making more. And I was like, and remember you were so exhausted and tired. And she's, yeah. And it was in that moment that we both realized so many people want the space, but we're yeah. so addicted to the fully booked. Yeah. That when we have it, we freak out thinking, oh my gosh, my business is falling apart. And you need to go back to the numbers. And that's why oh, I have for my students the metrics that matter calculator that every week it takes them five minutes and they can see their numbers for their week so that they can know it's not about how I feel. It's about the data. It's, it's about, about the, the numbers. Creating. Yes. It's when I doubled my prices February 4th, 2019, because I remember the day. I remember, and Raz, I'm glad, so glad that you brought this up. I was freaking out. I'm like, I am going to like put my business in the ground. And my partner at the time was like, okay, let's play this out. So you lose all your clients. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably reality. That's like what my head was doing. And he's okay, so you lose all your clients, then what? He's like, you've built your clientele six different times on three different continents. You know how to build a clientele. Why are you scared? And I was like, okay, so I try to rebuild it. And he's like, okay, so then what? I'm like, no, no new people will come. <laughs> He's okay. okay. So no, no new people will come. Then what? And I was like, well, then I guess I look at how I'm communicating the, the value of my service. Mm -hmm. And if I try to communicate it a couple different ways, and it still doesn't work. Then maybe I'm not hitting my target market, or maybe I need to adjust my experience so that I can maintain the same income. And he's okay. So why are you scared? And I was like, <laughs> touche, motherfucker. Yeah. So then yeah. I did it. And I was fine. I lost some clients, but I made room for ones. That, and because it's like the ones that you want to grandfather in are the ones that you're scared of their reaction. And sometimes the ones that don't see the value because they've been with you for 10 years. So they don't even know what the market is like out there with anyone else. And sometimes they leave and they come back. But if you can learn how to communicate compassionately with the ones that are like, I don't know if I can stay and or the ones that get nasty and just be like, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> so things, me... some holy water and and then be like i am attracting people who see the value in this i remember being so sad losing one client who i had such a strong bond with and i think that's a thing that gets in our way is the bond that we have 
And then the next day, a brand new client came in and we connected in a way that mean that other client had never connected. And I was like, there are people, it's like when you're like dating someone and you're so scared to end a relationship because you're like, what if I never meet someone else? And then you look back and you're like, holy fuck, I just met someone way better. What was I scared about? God was looking out. Yeah. Or whoever you believe in was looking out for you. <laughs> whoever you believe in. <laughs> I know you're not politically correct like, at this point. This is a, whatever inclusive space it's a, so space. what do you it's think the one in the comments damn it what do you think about this so you get people that come in and you don't want to tell them your prices increase and you keep them because you're emotionally discounting and then all of a sudden you're doing a service you don't want for a price you don't want and then you resent them how do yep. you get out of that that's the other side you know who the um, problem is in that yeah right? exactly mm -hmm. so when i feel the need to emotionally discount i'm like stop because in six months you're just going to be ugly to yourself <laughs> and beating yourself up again oh my god i don't have time for that anymore happen i can think of an actual time i have a client and i'm not going to give any names and i've known her for decades and she's been a client of mine for decades and she chronically runs late she chronically cancels last minute and i feel so guilty raising her prices or firing her because there's 20 years of friendship here but I swear to God, every time I do her hair, something always goes wrong because I'm in a space of resentment because I don't want her in my chair. But who am I really fucking resenting? It's me because I'm not creating the boundaries and communicate. But like I fuck her hair up or something happens or like I'm in a bad mood and I'm like, why am I doing this to myself if I could just fucking tell her? Uh, but I'm scared mm -hmm. because so yeah I know and I know there are people on here yes and this is a friend uh, uh, like a friend and family situation so it's like I don't want to but fuck I'm so resentful so yeah like I it's we all have it guys I have a really I mean, good solution but I want to hear Sarai's thoughts first well, I just I, it, it reminds me of this saying that my my therapist told me when you are angry at somebody it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die and it's that same kind of thing we start to build this resentment towards our clients but it's misdirected that anger should be directed at us always you know but we don't want to take that responsibility and here's the thing think about it logically if they come in every, let's say six weeks and we fucking resent them every six weeks, instead of ripping the fucking bandaid off and saying, I'm either gonna increase my prices or I'm gonna get rid of this client, we torture ourselves. Yep. How mm -hmm. fucking stupid is that? And then we blame the client. You're always late. You're not taking, you're taking advantage of my time. And I heard this once and it was so wild. It's like, when you're pointing one finger at somebody, how many are pointing back at you? Two, three bitch one two three it's you <laughs> <laughs> it's me i'm the problem always Hi. like i was talking about it's me jackie <laughs> we're always projecting and perceiving that's our whole life like we're projecting and perceiving but so fine everything's our fault that's the thing like whenever something goes wrong you're like oh okay here's okay, okay. how could i have avoided Wait, this can i go step further because i lived in that mind space of everything is always my fault and under the guise of I take responsibility for my life, right? I don't want to be a victim. I want to be responsible. So I made everything my fault. But the problem is with that for me, when I made everything my fault and I didn't hold the other person accountable, then I suffered. Yeah. So I can absolutely take responsibility and say, okay, I played a part in this. I'm not communicating my boundaries, but they are also not doing that versus 
oh, they're great. And it's just, I'm the fuck up. No, it's like, I can take my responsibility and not go victim, but I have to hold that client or that person or that friend also accountable for their actions and not excuse their shitty behavior. Love, snaps. So in practicality, because we're all aware that we do this, I always get the question, but how the hell do I actually deal with this scenario? Because now I got to talk to the client. And so often when we haven't set boundaries or we haven't communicated them and we've built up resentment towards them, realizing it's, hi, it's me, I'm the problem. It's like the pendulum swings and we start slamming doors in faces rather than communicating <laughs> compassionate or avoiding like, not or not replying to messages because it's so uncomfortable. And I don't if this client could just float off into the abyss, that would be the best case scenario. Great. And <laughs> I want to share with you guys like a little script because this is like my jam, is what I do. I'm excited. Alyssa, I'm on it. All right, write it down. Hold on. Is when you have that client that you've been giving, uh, someone can't thank you for a gift they didn't know they got. If you've been grandfathering them in, you haven't been telling them, this is how I started off. Hey, Susan, I need to apologize to you. I've been giving you my old prices and not even telling you about it. And it's because I care and love you and I love having you in. And I've actually been scared to communicate my price increases because I feared a negative reaction and so I need to take responsibility and apologize to you for the fact that I've been doing things behind the scenes that I haven't been sharing with you we don't I believe we don't need to tell them I've been holding resentment against you because that's not going to make them feel good it's not going to help the situation right. at all no it felt like a warm hug yeah when you said that just taking responsibility and learning to it's okay to apologize there's sometimes where I don't think we need to apologize but being like I'm sorry that I haven't let you in on this conversation that's been happening over here in my head. Mm. And so my prices have actually gone up three times in the last two years and I've brought you in and grandfathered you in and I'm so glad that I've been able to do that. But I've realized that at this point after working with a mentor, after taking being in Bound Stylist Society or taking Rock Your Business, like I've learned that I'm actually hurting my business and by hurting my business, I actually hurt the likelihood of the future of me staying in business. And I wanna be able to, take care of you for the long haul. Alyssa's my transcriber right now. I'm loving this. <laughs> this is so good. Are you going to save this on your, on your podcast? Yeah, we'll put it on the podcast too. I'm magic when it comes to this shit, you guys. It's weird. I love but then okay. like when something's happening in my life, I'm like, what do I say? Always. Always. Rhinos. Listen to that. It's clear communication. It's compassion. But it's also you're starting to put those boundaries in and instead of resenting every four five six eight weeks whatever that they come in finally saying your piece in a kind compassionate mm -hmm. way that you're taking the blame right it's hey mm -hmm. this is my fault i've done this mm -hmm. but moving forward sorry moving Easy. forward this is how it's going to be yeah and all in your delivery and your tone of voice. And I know over text or email that can be, you know, that whatever. You Got know, it. Fucked Got up. It. <laughs> um, and I know that having those conversations in person can be difficult. So I think this is such a beautiful example, Don, of approaching a conversation with empathy, with kindness, with compassion, and, and still being able to hold your space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the way just to finish that little script off. So Alyssa can have a complete one. <laughs> I'm just writing bullet notes here. I love it. Text me, please. Cause that I need to have this conversation. Yeah. And so then you go, so I want to let you in on what my current prices actually are. Now I understand if this isn't within your budget anymore, 
and know that the door is always open and I would love to have you as a client. But I also understand if that means that you're no longer able to come, I want you to feel safe and free to be able to leave. Oh, that felt like a hug. Yeah, I never want you to feel obligated to stay. And as I grow my business and focus on my business, it's really hard for me because of the connections and the bonds and the friendships I've made not to sabotage my business. But the reality is this is a business and I want to take care of you the best way that I can for the long haul. And the way I can do that is to make sure that I'm pricing my services so that I can stay afloat. And it's your fault. When I ever, whenever I say that people like will go in the comments and be like, but it's not just about breaking even. Yeah, no doy. Come on. It's not just about you. We're not in business to break even. So I can stay afloat is so I can pay myself so I can pay my business bills. And so that I can have a life that I love too. So staying afloat does not mean just breaking even. I want you guys to know that it means paying yourself a, a healthy wage for your, what you do and giving them that freedom. And I think people will disagree with my methods and saying, don't give them that option. That's like salespeople who like, don't, who are like pushy and rammy. And that's not my vibe. I want people to have options and freedom and to them to choose how they want to choose, not choose under pressure in a moment. Yeah, because then you're forcing yeah. a situation and we all know what happens. The more you force something, the more it's gonna not work. Yeah, like, and people and this will stay never... out of fear and then the resentment is transferred. Yeah. And then we're torturing ourselves. Yeah. And what I want you all to do is to build everyone that's like listening. And I believe Araz, Alyssa and Sarai have all built these kind of businesses where people trust, respect, trust and respect you and see you as the authority and have loyalty with yeah. you. And that's what we were saying yesterday on the live last night was like, if you can show up confidently with authority, rather show up timidly as a slave to your clients, mm. you will communicate very differently with them. And they will hold you in a different regard. Absolutely. Too, because there are a lot of clients who just view us as just hairdressers and we're their service providers yeah. and we're in the service industry. But then I built a business where my clients respect me, but we have great friendships and we have great bonds which people uh coach against as well don't be friends with your clients no i fucking love my clients those are my people yeah uh, and yeah like you want your clients to respect you but also not be afraid of you mm -hmm. and and like people i know only respect you as much as you respect yourself it's not oh, about waiting yeah. them, them to respect you so you can show up and respect yourself when you command respect people will respect you yeah and this is in life guys like it's how you do one thing is how you do everything yeah. so just well, fyi can you all think about a scenario in your life that you've been in a friendship or an intimate relationship, a very close relationship, and you've had a misunderstanding, you've had some communication breakdowns, but then you have a tough conversation and things completely change, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with these clients. Like it's, it may not be an easy conversation to have, but when you finally have it, it's like you go, you can breathe. Can yes, breathe. because that heaviness is And gone. because of that tough conversation, you having the balls or the lady balls to do it, there's this element of respect, I think, from the client. And then you gain respect for yourself. And it begins to shift the relationship into something cool and amazing that you never even thought possible because you had a difficult conversation. Yeah. And a difficult conversation doesn't always, like, I avoided difficult conversations for most of my adult life because I was afraid of confrontation. I was afraid of triggering other people. I was afraid of how their reaction was going to be. And BK Beauty Book just said, we can handle being uncomfortable. So when I realized and trusted 
that I can handle whatever happens through this conversation because I've worked on myself, because I have my self-worth. Like, however this goes is not a reflection of me. It's just going to go the way it's going to go. Then it makes it easier to not have to walk on eggshells and have these difficult conversations because I trust myself to handle it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't trust yourself to handle it, is maybe a reason why you avoid having the price increase conversation because you're worried maybe that your client's going to be like, well, come on, I've been with you for so long and you know I love you and nobody does you my hair as good as you and how could you, and then you're going to fucking cave because you don't trust yourself. But when you get to that place where you trust yourself, you're not going to cave. You're going to hold the boundary compassionately and give them that choice. Like, Don, it's brilliant, that script that you came up with. It's beautiful. Can I and Confrontation is not communication like i think so many times we don't want to communicate because we think it's going to be confrontational and that is absolutely not the same thing you communicating your boundaries your price increase whatever it may be does not have to be confrontational but that's where our brain goes well, right because, we're like oh, if we've had confrontation because though, Sarai, if you've ever had that communication with somebody and they had a reaction that turned into a confrontation, now our brain is just like, what? Fuck that. I'm going to avoid that at all costs. And now I've, my brain has paired communication with confrontation. So it's all about dismantling that and understanding that I am communicating how that person reacts is on them and I can handle whatever they do, however they react, because I am good with me. You might have to walk to school alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just walk? Can I stand by the front door and watch you? Or you want me to walk with you? <laughs> well, I'm going to wrap this up right away, Rez, because I have. No, it's okay. I'll, we'll walk. Um, I like died. So, one thing and one, I like 110% agree. And I'm going to share something that's in one of my webinars where I use confrontation differently and I use a different word where I'm like, we can have compassionate confrontation and it not be combative, mm -hmm. which is, I think exactly what you guys are saying. Just like I flipped the words, yeah. but so many times we fear that like combativeness. And then because we fear it, we get anxious. And then because we're anxious, we communicate really like blunt and we actually end up being combative. And when you come what I always say, if you went to play soccer and you, your team goes on, and the other team is sitting there playing, they're just standing in front of their goalie, what choice do you have but to go towards their goalie, right? They're not even playing, they're just standing by the goal. So when you start on the defense, you inadvertently invite the other party to sh start showing up offensively. Mm -hmm. And so when you can show up, you know, at, at the, in the middle and compassionately, you can actually have a fair game. Mm. And you that's know, why I shared with you guys, I have a free price in price increase um, template right here you can go and grab and it's a done for you email that communicates compassionately to your clients and there's actually some other little goodies over there for you too so you should go grab them and I have something really exciting coming up very soon I'm going to be announcing that you guys don't want to miss all around how to set your prices fairly to your client and yourself in your business and communicate them mm. but if you guys, I love you guys all you guys here there's a little arrow right here and tap on that and go give Araz, Alyssa, and Soraya a follow if you don't already. Because they are amazing educators who Thank talk you. about that. You guys, we're just all on the same level, yeah, which I love. Are. It's such a beautiful place to yeah. be. It's so yeah. great. And what I, my goal is to have my clients like this too. Yeah. My, my mission is to have people in my life at the same level 
And the only way that can happen is if I operate at this level regularly on a consistent basis, communicate from this level. And what happens is it, it filters out the people who aren't there and it creates a space for the people who are. And like I said earlier, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Creating these friendships that's going to translate in my business. It's going to translate in my personal life. It's going to translate in all of the things. You have, if you guys have ever watched the free solo documentary about the rock climber, where he scales a mountain without any hookups, so he basically can die. And there's one part in it where in order for him to get to the next spot, he actually has to let push off and let go and use momentum to get to the other place. He can't hold on to this old spot and grab onto the new spot at the same time. He has to create momentum and push off. And that's what we have to do. You have to be willing to let go and be willing to fall back to your death. But the good thing is with community, and with friends, you have that safety net. You're and not doing it free that. solo. And, but if you hesitate, that momentum goes away. And so you have to commit confidently, even though you're like, I could die. And it's, but I'm so confident that I'm not going to die, that I'm committing because I need the momentum. And the momentum, if you go back to grade eight physics, is what keeps you going. And then all of a sudden, you let go. And for that split second is the most terrifying moment of your life. Because you're not holding on to anything. And you have no idea what's going to happen. Am I going to make it? Am I going to be able to do it? I know that I can. I know the science of it. I know that it's possible. I know someone else has done it. But I'm scared. But you just do it. And you commit to it fully. And when you commit to it fully, there is no if, ands, or buts. There is no plan B. And when you do it, all of a sudden, you're holding on to this new one. And you're like, what the fuck was I so scared of? Why am I so scared of I'm literally like, <laughs> I'm like, over here. I'm so like, thankful. You know, I have a community I'm... to hold me when I let go. What? Dawn's back. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know what? Something I've taught my son since he was very little is, and I remember this clearly, we were in our jacuzzi and he had a little life vest on, but I was like, jump, jump in and I'll catch you. Jump in and I'll catch He was so scared. Mm. And that child for 20 minutes, I'm scared. And all I kept telling him is do it scared. Do it scared. Do it scared. And then when he finally did it, and the joy, that's what you're talking about. It's that split moment of, I'm going to do this scared. I'm fully acknowledging that I'm scared I'm to have this conversation. The deep end. Yes. Watching Watch that dive. Yeah. So you're scared to have this conversation. Okay. You're scared to raise your prices. Okay. Yeah. You're scared. Do but that's scared. like the beauty of it is anytime I get scared or nervous about something, I'm like, fuck yeah, this could be so amazing. <laughs> and then I do it. <laughs> The other side is almost addicting. You're like, ooh, but it was so cool last time I was scared, and then it all worked. And it all yeah. worked out so good, yeah. like to where you look back and like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So guess who dived in the pool like on a regular basis after that? Nope, no that. fears. Sorry, yeah. so you'll be okay. <laughs> I am. I. It's funny. Like I, I didn't even know I needed to hear this, and it's just funny how th things resonate. And I'm getting ready to jump into a chapter of my life that for the first time in my life, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not teaching here anymore. And I'm like, what am I doing? I, I'm going to jump. I'm going to fucking jump scared. I'm going to push off that fucking cliff. I'm going to grab one of the and figure it out. So yeah, yeah I'm going to be okay, but there's going to be tears. <laughs> yeah. One thread, you have built a community of people that are going to catch you. You're not going to fall, but Ever. if you do, we got you. <laughs> And you're never you. sleeping. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, thank you all so much no, for coming here live. This was with me so morning. fun. Can we do this yeah. every day? Every day. Yeah. 7 a.m. every so day. Fucking great. Yeah. We're finishing up right now, baby. So, I love you. Thank you for inviting me on. This was so great. amazing. I love you guys. Do you want to say hi? Hi. 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 Hi
we Bye, will everybody. be, this will be posted on my Instagram as well as I'll put it on the podcast. So you guys can all listen to it over and over again. Thank you guys so much for being Thank here with you. me. This is so fun. I can't wait to do it again. So good. Bye. Bye. Just have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for tuning into Business Breakfast and Bedhead. Like I said, I would love for you to join me live on these over on Instagram. So once again, just look up Don Bradley Hair and let's connect. Shoot me a DM, send me a screenshot, tag me in your stories of listening to this or what you took away from this. Those comments, that feedback really makes my day and helps me know that these things are landing and that you want to hear more. I do these lives and I do this podcast for you to help you and your feedback means the world to me. And if you enjoyed this episode, help me spread the love, share it with a friend, a coworker, family member, or leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Until then, friend, stay weird.